Hi, this is Russ Hackman coming up on the Wall Street Sweeper. This week, we'll be talking about some cracks that may be forming in this year's market, getting that money you have in bond funds back to work, and how you can take advantage of this tech stock run up this year. And now, the Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street. Welcome once again. It's the Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners, offices in and around Boston, convenient to you, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and Waltham. Russ Hackman himself, 25 years in the financial arena, his early years on Wall Street trading desks. And of course, he'll share his take on the week on Wall Street coming up. But now Russ and, and Claire and the team really focus on navigating people to and through retirement with uh, good strategies for them for now and for later to lasting strategies too. Uh, Russ, great to be uh, back with you again. I know we got a lot to get into. It was a rather busy week uh, on Wall Street this week. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. I mean, some of the things that, um, you know, were on the radar were the uh, inflation numbers coming out seeing that inflation is still in this kind of 4% plus area, even though it's really moderated, uh, you know, that remains concerning. I think a lot of uh, market participants are wondering, you know, the Fed said, you know, been pounding the table saying, hey, our long-term inflation target is 2%. And a lot of folks are, are, are wondering, like, if you're saying that, Fed, like, how are we getting there? Right. Mm -hmm. Especially since the economy remains pretty strong because joblessness or the unemployment rate is at, you know, virtually all time lows. Like, how are we going to get to those inflation numbers? Yeah. And I think, right, we've got those questions. We had uh, an announcement from Moody's, the uh, credit rating agency that looks at the credit worthiness of a lot of industries. Their bank analysts came out and said, hey, we're downgrading the credit worthiness of a bunch of small and medium sized banks based on things like interest rates being high, seeing that a lot of banks have lost money in their bond portfolios, just like a lot of investors out there have lost money in their bond funds and saying, hey, we're concerned about banks. And, you know, the question that then was going to be triggered in the mind of all of us is like, uh oh, there are going to be more of these bank failures right. that we had early this year. And, you know, we thought those were over with, right? So, you know, who knows about the bank failures? I think as a, a investor and a consumer, I don't think you need to sweat the bank failures too much, the individual bank failures too much. You can just like we do manage CDs. For clients uh, in, uh, you know, for clients who have significant amounts of cash in their portfolio, we obviously make sure that we have less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars in any one bank for any one client. And if you do that, you're okay, right? Now, obviously, the, the, you know, could there be some sort of, you know, multiple bank failures that would trigger the market? One of the things that I was talking about in my opener, Dave, was. Yeah, are we starting to see some cracks in the market, right? That's a that's a legitimate question. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and and it's a lot of it, we, we'll have to wait and see. You anticipate the best you can, though. Yeah, and I, uh, we've been earlier in the year, you know, throughout this year, we've been noting, okay, the S&P's up 
20% through the end of July, we're starting to see some of these big ups and big down days uh, that we really haven't seen much so far this year. And, you know, the question is, and we talked about also that the run up in the market had been largely driven by hype around AI chat GPT and that the S&P being up 20%, three quarters of that gain was driven by like eight stocks, like your NVIDIA's, your Google's, uh, your Meta, you know, so on and so forth. And, you know, if some of that AI hype is sort of cooling off, we've got we've got inflation still a concern. Uh, we got maybe a little bit of bank rumblings out there. You know, are we due for some instability in the market? You know, you could argue that we ought to be keeping our eye on it. And, you know, it's a reflection of what's been going on in the year so far. We've already been talking about even before these 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 new market wobbles, like, hey, if the if the market's up 20 percent and has retraced a lot of last year's losses, then maybe I should be taking advantage of that. Maybe maybe I had a little too much risk on and it's a good opportunity to shift into more safe assets. I mean, safe assets can be CDs, other things that mm-hmm. have floors on them and principal protection. Those kind of discussions are what we do uh, in the complimentary consultations and second opinions that we offer periodically on this show. So I would like to extend that offer, Dave, to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. And the great thing, it's at no cost, no obligation to the next five. It's 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Again, to schedule, 617-674-2000. Coming up, we welcome Hackman Wealth Partners Senior Vice President Claire Hare to the show. Sweeper continues with Clear here, Senior Vice President of Hackman Wealth Partners, stepping into the studio. Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins, our get together every weekend with Russ Hackman and Clear here of Hackman Wealth Partners with uh, offices around Boston for certainly one convenient to you in downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and Waltham. Clear, it's great having you on the show because you really share stories that are you know, real-life stories on people who come to you, their dreams, how they see their retirement, even red flags that you detect when they come, and, and getting busy and working to help correct that and shore up their retirement plan. One thing uh, we were talking about before going on the air, this was a story that I caught from Yahoo Finance about a week or so ago, and it's actually from a Senior Citizens League prediction. Uh, that next year's Social Security uh, cost of living adjustment increase could be, they're, say, predicting just 3.1%, less than half of this year's 8.7%. So what do you think uh, about that? And and certainly inflation won't go down that much, will it? No. So it's been interesting. um, As we were talking about this, I was sharing the fact that a lot of our clients will often ask us many questions about Social Security. I mean, one of the obvious ones is, when should I take it? What's the best time? And we all know that since we can't predict when we're going to pass away, if we knew that, we could give you exactly the day that you should uh, yeah. start taking your Social Security. But in other, you know, people will say, I'm so worried that the benefits are going to stop being paid. What do you think? And generally, we think, you know, in the short term, 
Social Security benefits will probably stay as they are. And, and again, they do get that cost of living increase. And we talked about last year was the largest in four decades at 8.7%. And now I guess they are projecting the like much smaller increase of 3.1% this year, assuming that you know inflation is falling. But we do think that for the short term, we're okay. If you're someone in your 30s and you're working, contributing through you know your taxes and paying for Social Security in advance, those benefits may not be, in fact, enough as those people get to the age 65, 70. And that's just because we're probably not, you know, we're supporting a larger workforce with many fewer people. So it's hard to, you know, extrapolate and, and have all those benefits. But I'm sure there'll be something that will happen in the meantime that will hopefully take care of that. Yeah, hopefully so by and hopefully well before the year 2033. But you're right. I I could see for at least uh, Gen Zers and millennials, they could be looking at older uh, full retirement age and and things like that uh, to step in. Wow. It's you know, it's all the more reason to to consider all the components of your retirement to make sure that they're strong and income that can be built in. You and Russ talk to people about that. In fact, you have another case study to share with us. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was thinking about this sort of plays into this idea of Social Security as well. But we had a couple. Um, the husband was still working and was about to retire soon. His wife was also working part time, but she was a a, a bit younger, like at least about 10 to 15 years younger. Mm-hmm. And he had had a recent cancer scare. So he was very worried about his health long term. And he wanted to make sure she was provided for. And he assumed, well, you know, I am going to probably pass away in the you know, next few years, possibly, but she could go on living for another 20 years. So, so how do I best structure a plan that gives, you know, make sure that she has enough money to live on as well as leaving money to their you know, beneficiaries or children. So we you know, definitely put together a plan that made sure that they wouldn't run out of money and it offered significant protection for their assets overall and the money they had saved. Now, they still continue to attend our educational seminars. They're always trying to learn as much as possible about what their investments are. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of an example of people that we start to work with, become, you know, they're part of our family, become good friends with, and they're often, you know, interested in finding out, you know, we definitely adjust the plan frequently when we have portfolio reviews, if it needs to be, and we look at the allocations, but they want to make sure that they really understand. And that's, again, a big part of our service is education and making sure that people are in the right investments and making sure that it's going to last for the rest of their lives. And the social security is just one component. Yeah of one of their sources of income, but a lot of people have pensions, some that don't, we can create those private pensions. And then we also have other investments that come and are introduced at different times that Mm -hmm. we, you know, tell our clients about and say, Hey, this is something you might want to look into that you haven't considered before. So a few people that are in things like structured notes and some other things. So it's, we do have sort of new ideas and we are exploring new trends in, in the investment area and making sure that our clients are part of that. And you make a really good point about, um, we talked last week about longevity. People are living longer. And this is an additional point to, to that because there, in many cases, like in this case, there is, there could be a significant age difference. And especially if it's the man who is older, and I say that because women do on average live longer. Um, he not only has to, in that case, worry about his longevity, but in the case you just cited, to worry about his wife's longevity after he's gone. Right. And that's, and it's fairly common that that happens. Now there are often couples where the wife is older and the husband is younger. And that seems to be a little bit easier because then you think maybe they're going to, you know, start to, 
you know, advance and live to the same age mm-hmm. before they pass away. But if you have a bigger gap in the opposite direction, it is a challenge and something that you really have to be sure that you can handle. So, and, and also too, and just looking at couple strategies, is it a plan that you build and then kind of, for lack of a better term, a plan B that you know is there and considered and, and even kind of structured when that does happen and that being the case of one spouse passing away? So we do um, basically usually do one plan and we show each person going out to age 100. So if someone is younger, then that person will be maybe going out, you know, further. Um, But basically we try to combine both of the, if they're a married couple filing jointly, we combine both of the people's assets and basically assume that they're spending their budget and, and that's a joint budget that, mm-hmm. you know they both contribute to expenses if they're both working or if just one person's working they're responsible for the expenses but it's pretty much a joint plan now there are exceptions of course to all of this and there are some people that come to us and say i really want to keep my assets separate from my um, husband or spouse and i've saved all this money and i just want to have make sure that if i have to do this on my own it's going to work so we will do that as well and we'll just you know tailor a plan using one individual's assets, even if they're part of a couple. But it's more typical that we're doing it for them together. So much to consider, definitely. And um, and that's what they welcome. You bring your dreams, bring your your challenges, bring your hard work and savings. A chance now, again, to sit down with Claire and Russ and the team at Hackman yes. Wealth Partners. And if you do have $500,000 or more in investable assets, we'd love to meet with you and have a consultation at one of our offices, and it's complimentary. And so please give us a call. And this, again, is for those who, if you have at least uh, $500,000 saved for retirement and for the next five, and this is at no cost, no obligation. So as we talk about a lot, if, if you haven't even started, say you're in the financial red zone and haven't started that process of shifting into retirement planning, or you have something, maybe you don't feel total confidence, this is a great second opinion opportunity as well. 617 674 2000 617-674-2000. Again, to schedule, 617-674-2000. Coming up, Russ is back in the studio, and there is more of the Wall Street Sweeper. The conversation continues straight ahead. back with the Wall Street Sweeper and Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners. Russ Hackman, clear here, who we just talked to and the team. Their goal is to help you get a clear picture of your financial life. And it's very critical to have that clear picture when you're near retirement, when you're in retirement. And that's what they're all about. Russ, um, you know, you mentioned earlier, we, we like to have you get great information out. We like to put it, do it in a fun way sometimes and, and just uh, focus on one particular thing in a segment. This time we're going to focus on the age 65. There are 10,000, roughly 10,000, maybe even a little more than that, uh, people turning 65 every day in the United States. And we're looking at next year to be the peak of that. Uh, although the trend mm. will continue till about 2030, uh, but they're calling it peak 65. And historically, demographic event it will be the largest number of americans ever reaching that age so i know you want to talk about some things that for any of us approaching retirement we need to consider
consider. What's a way that you and Claire and the team act, can act as coaches in helping people still working but close take advantage of what they have in, in their employer-sponsored plans? Yeah, I mean, we uh, we work with folks, you know, from age, you know, of all ages, but principally, you know, people 55, 60 plus all the way through, you know, people in their 90s. And, um, you know, if you think about this sort of key age where people are usually at least thinking about retirement and also realizing that sometimes the retirement decision isn't always your own, right? There's you know, we certainly run into people where their retirement decision is made for them That's right. at their at their employer, because let's face it, there's a lot of age discrimination out there yep. or unfortunately medical issues, right, that can come up and make it difficult for people to continue to work. So as you if you are still working and you know, you're in that retirement red zone. There are a number of things to think about that are are useful. As you said, Dave, one of them is to just make sure you're taking advantage of your employer-sponsored plans, your 401ks, your 403bs, your TSPs, et cetera, and really contributing as much as you can stomach. If you get raises, try to up your percentage you know, that you're putting into those plans. Take advantage of those um, matches. And also, hey, see if your employer offers a Roth version of their plan. And for most people, yeah, actually, uh, as you get older, you ought to be contributing into the Roth version of the plan. And the reason for that, it's like, well, hold on a second. Aren't we supposed, Russ, aren't we supposed to be contributing to our 401k Mm -hmm. and having that income tax then be deferred? Well, guess what? We're at historically low tax rates and tax rates are going to be going up in 2026 as the tax cuts from the beginning of the Trump administration expire. So unless you and your spouse have uh, or uh, if you're single, you know, it's 150 grand plus if you're a couple 300 grand plus, if you, unless you have income sort of in that range then you really ought to be thinking about contributing to Roth. So that's kind of number one for these kind of peak 65 people that are still working is think about, you know, max out those plans, get that match and see if you can get some money into those Roth plans. You know, and I think that's an excellent thing. Should you have a blend for some? Would that be good? Maybe 50% or or percentage in tax deferred, percentage in Roth? I'd do as much as you can in Roth. And Uh normally the the match that you get comes in the regular version, so untaxed version. You know, the other things you got to be aware of or want to think about taking advantage of is these catch-up contributions where you can contribute more than the max if you're beyond 50 and then, look, you know, let's be clear, it certainly is a good time if you don't have a good retirement plan, which the number one thing in a good retirement plan is, hey, if I'm 95 and I'm still on this green earth, where's my money coming from no matter what? If you don't have that answer, then you ought to figure out how to get the answer. You can get that if you come in for one of our complimentary consultations. We'll tell you how to make sure you have income out through 30 plus years of retirement, We'll give you a second opinion on your portfolio. 
And let's offer that opportunity for folks to come in, Dave, to the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. An excellent opportunity. Next five, no cost, no obligation. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000 to schedule. 617-674-2000. back with the Wall Street sweeper and Russ Hackman sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street uh, every week on this show and with Russ and Clear and the team at Hackman Wealth Partners helping sweep away the clutter of Wall Street and uh, tidy up that financial life that you have. Uh, he offers great information tied to that every week right here. Uh, you know, Russ also answers questions on this show and he welcomes yours. If you'd like to submit a question uh, for Russ to answer on this show, just just uh, go to the website. It's hackmanwealth.com and click on the radio tab. That's hackmanwealth.com. Let's start with Mary, who did just that. She says, I plan to retire this year. I'm 65 right now. Now, aside from inflation, should I be concerned about retiring during a recession? And what specifically can I do to best position myself as I head into retirement? Well, yeah. I mean, we're not technically in a recession, but, you know, whether we're getting to one or not, you know, the way I like to think about things and, and our regular listeners know this is, listen, if you are 65 and, you know, unless, uh, you know, you've got some kind of significant health issues, uh, you got to realize that, I mean, there's people who who right now are turning 100 mm-hmm. uh, and I've met some of them. And the last thing they ever thought when you when you ask them to you know hey did you ever think you'd make it to age one hundred they're like well no way <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people are and so the 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 bigger question is not so much the t- the timing of any recession or market up or down is to realize that hey over the next thirty years there's no reason to expect them to be a whole lot different than the last thirty years or the thirty years before that in terms of the markets and the economy, meaning there's gonna be a lot of ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. And so what that means is, you know, you want a retirement plan that, you know, has a few key pieces. Uh and so, you know, Mary ought to be thinking about you know, do I have adequate income? Can that income rise and uh, and and remain, um, you know, keep up with inflation? Do I have, you know, the right amount of stock market risk, too little stock market risk? Do I have a bond portfolio I should think about getting rid of? Um, and we'll talk more about that. We always we always do talk about how we think people should be getting out of bond portfolios. It's really not a great place for safe money or income. Well, you were talking about that with and the banks so, earlier, you know, how it hit yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. So the same, you know, bonds aren't a great investment really, you know, for, for, for any individual, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people may, may view that as an, as a, uh, it, extreme view. But you know, the point of bonds, when you ask people who use bonds, what the point of them is, is so they're safe. And then it's like, well, how can they be evaluated as safe when every bond fund in America lost 15 to 20%? That's just not a last year. That's just not, that's not, it's obviously not safe. So right, <laughs> right. right. Anyway, so let's turn on to the next question. All right, it's from Sam. He says, I'm 56, my wife is 52, and we hope to retire in seven years. Now, the majority of our retirement savings are in my wife's 401k, and when we first set it up over 30 years ago, no one explained any Roth options to us. But to be fair, we didn't really look into them. 
Last fall, I put some Roth after-tax deductions, but uh, it's an 8% pre-tax and only 4% post-tax contribution. Did I blow it making this move? No, I, I think it's, you know, we were talking about it uh, earlier. I think anyone who's in a, um, a plan, unless your income is very high, you know, above 175, above three as a, as a single person, above 350 as an individual, you want to be thinking about putting money into those Roth plans, paying taxes. Now we got tax rates that are as low as they've ever been. And yeah, these, these, especially in employer plans, these haven't been around, certainly not for 30 years, not long at all. But uh, it's great advice for anyone still working. It's great advice. You know, my daughter's just starting working. If you got kids, grandkids in their 20s, 30s, you know, tell them, get money into Roth. You pay your tax now, that money grow tax-free forever, Mm -hmm. right? And that's just good stuff. So thinking about the use of Roth accounts, we we talk about tax planning being an important part of uh, financial planning that is omitted from a lot of financial plans. Uh, and that is one of the elements that uh, comes into play when folks come in to see us is a tax liability discussion uh, and optimization. So let's offer another opportunity today for folks to come in and see us get one of those second opinions and complimentary tax plan. It is a comprehensive review that you can schedule. It's a call and to the next five at no cost, no obligation, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Again, to schedule, 617-674-2000. Coming up, Russ helps some listeners hit the retire now button. back. It's the Wall Street sweeper, Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners. Russ and Claire here, a part of this show also and a part of the team effort uh, getting behind your retirement. It's just so important to get those strategies right for your retirement. And that's where Russ and Claire come in. And actually, Russ and Claire demonstrate on this show uh, how they have worked for people in the past. Uh, I like these because you bring in a lot of challenges and and even red flags. Uh, And then you talk about, though, uh, the solutions to what you found when you meet with people. Yeah. And while we were talking about also the you know, I do, you know, some of my favorite uh, calls, you know, obviously we love all our calls and mm-hmm. callers, uh, just like we love all our kids, Dave. But uh, <laughs> we, we we love the calls that come in. It's like, I got to retire now. Oh, right. right? Yeah. It's, it's it's whether, you know, they got they, they got the, you know, the last straw on the camel's back was broken with the sort of the corporate stupidity uh, or organizational (laughs) stupidity or, or bosses or whatever. I got some people, I think some people out there are nodding. Hey, you want to hear something Uh, silly? Zoom is now making their employees come back to work. (laughs) They're the ones who made remote work possible. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I made it go a little overboard, you know, um, Anyway, so um, we have been having a pickup in those calls. You know, maybe it's uh, the summertime. People are like, well, man, I don't want to be working all winter again. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, and we you know, we love to get those calls because they involve not just figuring out if people can retire now, but, you know, should they retire now? What is think what do things look like if I retire now, a year from now, two years from now, three, three years from now? How does those kind of decisions impact our retirement security? I love discussions like that. 
And certainly I really like when, you know, we have a plan in place for people and they call me and they say, I pulled the trigger and, you know, I'm out. Right. Yeah. And uh, for those, one of the just little anecdotes is they talk about, well, you better, you know, have things prepared to do post-retirement so you're not bored or whatever. But I mean, I got to tell you that my percentage of people who have who have who have ever said, hey, I, I'm finding myself a little bored here is it is really low. Right. Yeah. It's, it's shocking. <laughs> and in fact, people imagine. tell me like people tell me like, hey, I'm, I feel like I'm busier than when I was working. Right. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so people find a, find a lot of joy out there. But, you know, we, and uh, in, in running through a couple examples here, I, I'm thinking of, uh, a, you know, a couple that we're working with, a divorced woman that we're working with that both sort of got to the same point at the same time saying, listen, I, I just, you know, Life is short. Uh, you know, I, I want to retire. And in both cases, these couples had or these uh, uh, this couple and this individual had a good amount saved well over, you know, a million and a half, in some cases over two million dollars, both with both with what we call these big box firms. And what I mean by the big box firm is, you know, the places where you have a quote unquote full service advisor that you go in and meet at least you know you've done more than once and and it's a relatively big company and you know they're inside of banks they're standalone broker dealers and in almost every single one of those cases uh, when folks come in to see us you know there's some there's some good wood to chop in figuring out you know can I afford to retire which was what we did for these folks that I'm referring to mm-hmm. you know s- step number 1 is you know, do I have the million and a half to plus uh, if they're in that sort of category, then you're not really it's not really a question of do we have enough assets? Right. I mean, if you're closer to a million or under, uh, you know, it obviously a lot of it depends on what you're spending. But for the people who are at sort of million, half, two million and, and on up, it normally is not a question of do we have adequate assets? Right. The real question is. You know, are we invested the right way? Do we have the right income coming in? Do we have the right amount of risk? Are we paying too much in fees? And so these sets of folks came in, and when we looked at their portfolios, yeah, the first thing we do is that portfolio x ray that we refer to. We take your list of accounts, we run it through the, you know, quote unquote supercomputer, hmm. and out comes, you know, what's your risk? And what is your what are your fees and performance? And for I tell you, for all of these big box firms, ninety nine percent of the time, when people come in, we see that they're paying much more in fees, and they have much poorer performance than they thought. I'd schedule with you re- just to know that, <laughs> you know? right? And you get that, and the reason is. Your advisor says, well, you're paying three quarters of a percent or one percent or one and a quarter. So people are like, OK, that seems OK. But that all, almost all of these firms put you in a bunch of mutual funds. And our analysis, the supercomputer shows, OK, those those funds themselves have, you know, 0.5 percent, 0.75 percent in fees. So now you may be paying almost two percent. And then when you look at the performance of them relative to the indices, you're they're even underperforming. So you might actually be underperforming by like three wow. percent a year. 
if you think of, and so like per million of assets, that's 30,000 bucks a year, right? Wow. So it's the portfolio x-ray. It's the asset allocation. You know, we're looking to have about our age in safe assets, meaning if I'm 60 or 65, I want, I want 60 or 65% of my assets can't go backwards, mm -hmm. right? And then I want to, so I want to think about reallocating into safer assets usually, lower fee, better performing assets. I want all my assets generating income. Uh, and then I want to see Hey, if we get that cat five storm, let's let's model it. Let's say I have a plan in place or I don't change anything. What happens in a cat five storm to my retirement security? Can I afford to retire? Can I see that I'm expected to have income out when I'm 90 or 95? All critical questions. And the last thing we get into, uh, we did this for all these folks, is particularly if you have a million plus in retirement, like IRA um, assets, 401k, TSP type of assets, do I have a tax plan? Because those assets we haven't paid taxes on, do I have a plan to pay as, as little as taxes as possible on that? That's another key part of that plan. So for folks out there, these are the steps that we take to allow people to then say, yeah, I can pull the trigger. And if you're retired already, or you're thinking about retirement, and you want that second opinion or that plan, or let's dig in and verify, hey, what's really my fees and performance? Please do give us a call. Let's extend that offer, Dave, please, to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. And it's at no cost, no obligation, and Russ just did it. I mean, he just told you what you will experience and can expect when you come in, when you schedule, and that is a phone call, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Don't go away. Russ answers questions from listeners like you. Sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street every week on this show as he can for you. That's Russ Hackman, and this is the Wall Street Sweeper. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. Russ Hackman, clear here in the team at Hackman Wealth Partners, helping you get a clear picture of your financial life when you meet with them. Well, just in the last segment, Russ really explained and ran down uh, what you can expect when you come in. It's a thorough review, but also answering your questions, as he does on the show. If you'd like to submit a question to Russ, the website is hackmanwealth.com. Just click the radio tab, hackmanwealth.com. Here's Rick, who says, I am past my full retirement age, and I do continue to earn income from various consulting projects, but I'm thinking of filing for Social Security since my business is slow to non-existent. Is there a maximum annual earning amount penalty, and will my benefits continue to increase until 70 if I continue to have annual income? Well, if you um, are past your full retirement age, uh, you know, usually 67 or close to 67, then there really is no limit to how much you can earn and still receive your Social Security. However, once you start your Social Security, it isn't going to change based upon additional contributions into Social Security. So once you start, you have basically a fixed amount from Social Security that will then increase with inflation each year, but otherwise it's not going to increase. So um, 
you know, the question does enter in for folks who are younger than 67 if they're retiring in their early 60s. And a lot of people do find a way to do some part time work just because they want, uh, you know, they want to do that or they get the opportunity to do that. That's when you can have an issue with the government penalizing you for earning income while collecting Social Security prior to age 67. So you need to be careful of that. So um, thanks, Rick, for that question. Uh, what's our next one here, Dave? Uh, the next one comes from Clint, who says uh, or asked this, actually, should I consider investing in an annuity or stick with my long term stocks if I don't like the unreliability of the market? Well, there's that annuity question, right, which, um, you know, you can't Google the word annuity or talk about the word annuity without somebody saying you just should definitely do one or you definitely definitely shouldn't do one. But when we talk about annuities, you know, realize that uh, that is just a very general term. It just really refers to a, an investment contract mm-hmm. uh, with with a life insurance company and uh you know, as I'm sort of fond of saying, it's like any product. There's like mutual funds, there's good ones, and there's horrible ones. Now, if you look at some of the more attractive um, annuities, some of them do offer the possibility of principal protection. So a life insurance company is there because they can offer a guarantee against loss of principal. Some of them allow for uh, are sort of a blend between something that is like a CD or something that has like a fixed rate and being in the stock market. So for for Clint's question, you can have annuities that are principal protection, that are principal protected rather, that have upside, the ability of gains of up to 10, 11% a year, depending on how the market does. Now, like all liquidity, like all uh, annuities, that comes with some um, liquidity trade-offs. You know, very often, you know, we do consider those types of principal protected annuities in some portfolio, and I like the ones that are lower cost as sort of an in-between asset, like in between like owning CDs, which now are great at like five percent. Well, that's not going to last forever. And yeah, we want to own some stocks, but realizing that stocks. You know, Warren Buffett's got the expression, don't have any money in the stock market. You can't afford to lose half of at Mm -hmm. some point in the next 10 years. You know, these kind of principal protected annuities, what's called fixed indexed annuities, can offer sort of an interesting blend between like a CD and a, a, uh, a stock and could be kind of a hybrid between the two. Coming up, uh, the next one is from Amelia. I love that name. I turned 70 this year, and I'm working part-time. I don't necessarily need the income, but I like the work, and it gives me money to spend on a few extras. Now, I have a few dollars left over each month and recently read that I could still contribute to an IRA. With required minimum distributions around the corner and tax season looming, I'm wondering if this is a good idea. Well, we've talked about this a couple times on this show, and really the question is, you know, as we get closer to retirement, or even if we're not close to retirement, do I really still want to be deferring taxes on assets versus either paying taxes on them and letting them grow, or even better, getting them into a uh, Roth account? 
And yeah, I'm not a big fan of people continuing, you know, at age 70 to try to defer taxes because, you know, as the question alludes to, you're gonna you're gonna have your tax bills come and due anyway with yeah. your required minimum distribution starting at, you know, 73, 74, 75. So I don't recommend running around in circles to defer taxes, you know, if you're fairly close to retirement, especially oh, if you're that's close true. to mm-hmm. requirement minimum distributions. Yeah, good point. Definitely. Uh, Franklin, I'm 67 and not yet filed for Social Security. I am in full retirement age, obviously, and I've heard that you can file for retroactive benefits. I certainly could use the money. Can you explain what that is and how it works? Well, what that means is, you know, retroactive Social Security benefits means that if you file within six months or so of your full retirement age, then they'll treat it as if you basically started on your full retirement age. And let's say you're six months beyond that. They'll send you a check for the previous six months, right? Mm-hmm. So, wow. but that's the limit nice. is six months, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you're a little late in filing or whatever, they'll, they'll sort of catch you up. But, you know, if you're sort of two years late or something in filing, uh, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to give you that kind of retroactive benefit. But obviously, if you wait each year, you wait to start Social Security. The question is, do you wait to age 70, baby? Each year that you wait, you get uh, about an 8% bump okay. that lasts forever and is inflation adjusted. So, you know, Social Security is part and strategy is part of the complementary plans that we do for folks, these complementary second opinions. There's strategy for single people, there's strategies for married people. Uh, that are different, and that is part of uh, of, of these complementary plans uh, and second opinions. And so it is a good time, Dave, to transition into an opportunity to for folks to come in and see us um, to the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. And it is a comprehensive review that you can schedule for the next five. That's no cost, no obligation at 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Again, 617-674-2000. Well, fall is often a volatile time in the market. What should we expect this year? We'll talk about that coming up. The Wall Street sweeper, Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners and Clear here, a part of this show every week, too, and a part of the team at Hackman Wealth Partners, helping people navigate their way through and to, to and through retirement in their financial life. Got a clear picture of your financial life, and that is in all weathers. Russ talks about the Cat 5 storm, and he talks about planning for that and planning for rough patches in the economy. So, Russ, I, I know that fall uh, is can be a volatile time. So just how worried should we be? Well, you know, the short answer is nobody's got a clue. Right. <laughs> right. We don't know for but, sure, uh, do we? Yeah, we have that Warren Buffettism where he says, listen, I got no idea what's happening in the market, you know, today, tomorrow, next week, you know, next year. But I I will tell you that in 10 or 15 years, it will be higher. But on the other hand, you ought to be one, you ought to be uh, prepared Mm -hmm. to lose at least half the money that you have in the stock market at some point in the next 10 years. Because historically, those those cat five storms, they happen Mm -hmm. every 10, 15 years or so. So if you got a 
30 plus year retirement, you know, whether we got to worry about it this year, next year, whatever, it's a virtual certainty that is going to happen um, in your retirement. That's why we talk about having at least your age in safe assets. So meaning, hey, if I'm 70, it's not a bad idea to have 70% of your assets can't go backwards or 60 or 55 or whatever, something close to there. And so that way, you know, we know stocks can be volatile. We saw also that bonds can be volatile last year, bond funds losing 15 or 20%. So, you know, for, you know, the work that we've been doing, Dave, we've been talking about, uh, I've been talking about this with you, uh, Dave, and our listeners is, you know, listen, it's, if you haven't dusted off your plans in a while and and made sure you're on the right track, it's not a bad time to say, hey, look, the, the stock market's up around 20% this year, to some extent driven by AI hype, gotten back a lot of the stock market losses that have occurred, haven't gotten back what I lost in the bond market, and, and I view to some extent that bond money is kind of dead money. Mm. Should I reallocate that into assets that truly can't go backwards, but maybe could make me five, six percent plus? Those are the kinds of things you want to think about. And so it is a good opportunity to uh, give our Boston audience this uh, this final chance uh, to the next five callers that have saved five hundred thousand dollars or more for retirement. Come in and see us for a complimentary second opinion that includes a portfolio X-ray. We take a look at uh, possibilities for safe assets. We take a look at tax planning. All these things are very important. And let's offer that uh, opportunity one last time here, Dave. And to the next five at no cost, no obligation, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. To schedule, 617-674-2000. Hey, don't forget, uh, Russ, uh, ready to talk to you at one of his four offices around Boston, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and Waltham. And we're back next week. Hope you are with us for the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ Hackman and Claire Hare are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, BWA, registered investment advisor and an affiliate of Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. BWA and Hackman Wealth are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BWA, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Russell Hackman and Claire Hare and their guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject covered. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA. Index or fixed annuities are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to caps, restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuer. Agents receive payment in the form of compensation and or other compensation, such as a percentage of organization's profits from selling an annuity from the insurance company. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interest of our clients to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV 2A Item 4, for additional information.